Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing, the podcast all about art and design theory for hairdressers. I'm Cody, I'm a hairdresser and educator based in Washington, D.C. This week is all about context, so paying attention to your sort of client or your project, whatever it is you're working on as a hairdresser, and sort of dissecting the requirements of whatever it is that you're working on, mapping out your ideas, and zeroing in on an end result. And before we get into that, I want to remind all of you that we're doing a giveaway through the end of this month. So if you follow Point and Line Education on Facebook or Instagram, there are sort of multiple posts going on that say giveaway. Um, Follow us, tag three friends in one of those posts, and you and your three hairdresser friends will be automatically entered to win a full package of Point and Line Pro Shop tools and gear. So you definitely don't want to miss that. We all like free, fun gifts, right? So make sure you're following Point and Line Education on Facebook and Instagram. So let's get started here. Each week, my goal is to keep these episodes short, easy to digest, so you can listen to them on your way into work, on your way home from work. Um, hairdressers, we like don't have a lot of free time, so quick, easy, um, for the most part, they're around 20 minutes or less. Um, I definitely have been known to ramble for longer, um, but for the most part, short, easy, sweet. And each episode is designed to get us to think about hairdressing objectively, meaning how to develop sort of our creative senses and create personal and thoughtful compositions, but get us to think about our work in a different way and sort of broadly. I really think there's plenty of education out there that will tell you how to do something, right, or give you a laundry list of things that you're not doing, that you could be doing, whatever it is. And with starting this podcast, I wanted to, you know, do something a little bit different because, you know, I think there's a thousand people that will tell you, you know, this is how to cut a bob or this is how I do balayage, whatever it is. Um, So getting us to develop ourselves instead of our technical skills. So with that being said, today is about context. So what does that mean? That's not a hairdresser word that we ever hear. Context. So we'll talk about, you know, the consultation and, you know, those typical hairdresser things that we talk about in a later episode in this season. But I wanted to spend this week talking about sort of the theory behind creating for a client. And we will start here with a quote. I had it on a post-it note here somewhere. (laughs) This is the story of my life. Where did that one post-it note go in this sea of... (laughs) Okay, so this quote is from, of course, my, like, favorite book in the world, um, Towards a New Architecture by Le Corbusier, who, if you've been listening, um, he was a famous modern architect and wrote this book, 
sort of on the edge of um, big revolutions in architecture. Um, I think it really, there's a lot of parallels between what he was saying then and what's happening in our industry right now. And in this book, he says, pictures are made to be looked at and meditated on. In order to see a picture to advantage, it must be hung suitably and in the proper atmosphere. So here he's talking about something pretty mundane, right? We all have probably something hanging on our walls at home, whether it be a picture, a you know, a poster, whatever it is. Um, I have a weird you know, silver animal head hanging in my living room, right? So in order to appreciate, you know, here we're talking about a picture, right? In order to appreciate that correctly, it's got to be hung you know, at the right height, not in the back of a closet, right? So in the proper light. And it needs to be hung in the right sort of room, surrounded by the right things, so the right context. And in his book, um, Le Corbusier continues on and explains why he's even talking about that in a book about architecture. And he's very direct and... <laughs> almost like biting in uh, the way that he writes this book and um, basically sort of criticizes the way you know, things are hung and, you know, decorative art. Um, but for the purpose of this conversation, it's all about context, right? Why was, you know, why was that photograph hung in your living room in this spot? Or why is that poster on the ceiling of your bedroom? So understanding the why of our actions. Ultimately, as hairdressers, the perception or the, you know, end communication of our work is dependent on the context in which it's created. And we've talked about how success in our work is when sort of the viewer sees what we've done and understands the motives and emotion behind the whole process. And what we do as hairdressers, it's not just artistry. Um, there's a technical side and there's a craft sort of component to it, but it's also design, right? So we're working with needs and requirements and requests and Pinterest pictures and whatever it is. So we're also designing at the same time. And proper design isn't just about making something look good. We have to respect... Re, respects. <laughs> we have to respect the requirements and constraints of the client we're working on or the project we're working on. I, I record these on my days off and my, like, before I go into the salon and various things, so I sometimes I'm not completely awake and can't speak properly. So um, understanding the requirements and constraints of whatever it is that we're working on. So as hairdressers, there are a thousand different avenues that we can you know, work in, whether it's day-to-day -day at the salon. Most of us work in a salon, um, start in the salon. That's the major component of hairdressing is in a salon, right? So in a salon, we work on clients. 
Um, if it's a, you know, photo shoot or a fashion show, there's maybe a creative director or a, you know, a designer that we're working with or some sort of lead. Um, there are a thousand different projects we can be working on. So I'd like to point out that, you know, in a photo shoot or something, there's a lot more planning and storyboarding that takes place. But the same exact process really should be applied to our work in the salon as well. So on a project like a fashion show or a photo shoot, I know, uh, in a fashion show, for instance, there's a designer you're working with. They might provide you with, you know, inspiration photos, things that they like, but they'll also go through the sort of feeling behind the collection they've created or the message they're trying to get across. And then what our job is, is to translate that vision or make sure that vision is carried through in the end and that we're doing supports what they've done. Now in a fashion show, the star of the show, so to speak, is the clothing. And what we do has to sort of inconspicuously support that in most cases. Um, something like a photo shoot, right? You could be doing a, you know, hair-centric photo shoot where the hair is where you're the creative director almost. And you could be doing a photo shoot for a fashion label. You could be doing a photo shoot for various things. Um, but in that context, you speak with everyone working on the project, ideally. And you, again, go over the motives, the message, the what the images need to look like in the end. And your job as the hairdresser is to figure out what you're going to do in order to make that message come across correctly. I worked on a series of photo shoots with a local fashion designer here um, who had this amazing sort of beautiful story behind these three garments that he created. And um, there's a whole story about, you know, the materials he used and all of this stuff. Uh, that's could be another like hour and a half conversation. But with that project, we had a series of three photo shoots before each one, we would have um, a couple of meetings actually. And the first one was, here's sort of his storyboard sketch, um, maybe fabric samples, material samples. Um, and then we would sit, the makeup artist and I and the model would sit and sort of consult and work through ideas. And, you know, someone might bring in, a, you know, a tear out from Vogue. And why does that relate to this? Blah, blah, blah. Justifying each decision we're making. And there was usually a technical meeting where we actually sort of had a dry run of what things were going to mostly look like in the end. But so that's the kind of in-depth planning that goes into a photo shoot. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes you just show up and it's, okay, we're working in a cardboard box and this, that, and the other. We've got five minutes. Um, but in an ideal world, you have meetings and you're able to think through through a whole process. And the other place where we do a lot of our work is the salon. 
So working with clients. In these situations, there's a sort of completely different information gathering process that happens. The, the work then is very personal to that one person that's wearing it. And clients typically have sort of a different idea of what it is that we do, right? We could sit here and throw around bizarre stories and things that we <laughs> have collected over the years. Um, but really understanding the who they are as a person, what you know they're trying to convey to the world with their hair. That sounds a little sort of silly and nebulous, but... Really, that's what we are doing as professionals and needing to be doing as professionals and not necessarily just what do you want to do today. We need to understand the why and what we create for a client in the salon needs to not only be pretty or, you know, aesthetically pleasing it also needs to have a shallow learning curve for the client. Because at the end of the day, the client needs to understand what they need to go home and do. And um, each client has a different skill set or different capability for you know, doing their hair, whatever it is. But um, we need to make sure that what we're doing is simple enough that it looks the way it needs to look on a daily basis. And... You know, I could, again, ramble on about <laughs> your clients are a walking billboard. and We've all heard that 6,000 times. So I'm not going to go into that conversation. It's just a matter of having pride in your work, right? If you send a client out the door with, you know, <laughs> a brand new look and no explanation of what to do with it, um, the client is probably not going to be happy in the end. Um, they're going to not like what you've done. There, you know, there's a whole psycho a psychological side to what we do. Um, so shallow learning curve. <laughs> but what goes into what we create is we start asking questions. Um, we collect information, and again, the consultation is a whole other conversation. Um, this is more of, we have to zero in on the requirements or requests or constraints of what it is that we're creating, right? So if we have a client who, you know, classic one here, needs to be able to get their hair out of their face on a daily basis, whether it's they work out or they're a doctor or whatever it is that creates a need for their hair to be pulled off their face. Um, we have to look at, is there enough hair for them to pull it up? Is there, you know, enough weight so it can be tucked? Is it, we have to look at the logistics of them getting their hair off their face. Simple example, simple thing that we all deal with. Then being respectful of what their requests are, meaning they show us a whole Pinterest page, right? And sometimes that whole Pinterest page is, you know, 16 pictures of completely different hair or completely different colors or whatever, whatever it is, right? But our job is not to criticize that or roll our eyes. Our job is to sit there and zero in on 
why are you showing me this picture, right? Um, why, why is it that this is something that caught your eye and you wanted to bring in today? Um, zeroing in on what it is they want to actually look like in the end. What it is that their hair needs to say to the world. And there's a really great quote from uh, Christian Louboutin who <laughs> said, he said something about, of course I didn't write this one down. I have 6,000 notes everywhere, all over my desk right now. But he had this great quote about, um, he doesn't want his shoes to look comfortable because, <laughs> you know, something that looks comfortable is not always attractive, right? So that's where the artistic side of who we are and what we do comes out. So we have to take all of those requirements or needs or requests and distill them down, figure out how they're going to properly be, you know, checked off of a list, so to speak. And how is that going to look good? How is it going to look like you created it, right? That's a huge belief of mine is that your work needs to look like you and not like six other people that you look up to. Um, so how does your work look like you? And the final piece of the context conversation is suitability. And that's a word we hear a lot. If we've ever taken, you know, a Sassoon class or an ex-Sassoonese class, whatever it is. So suitability um, doesn't always fully get explained because it's hard to talk about um, in depth and hard to talk about in depth without just giving out examples, right? Of you know, if a woman's nose is big, you do X, Y, or Z, right? Um, but so in this conversation, suitability um, really just needs to be talked about because the work needs to look good on the person who's wearing it. In a photo shoot, if the model doesn't look good, the images don't look good. If the client doesn't look good in the hair that they're wearing, something needs to change, period. So we not only have to pay attention to, you know, the classic things like face shape and body shape, um, but we need to pay attention to the shape of the client's head and their hair texture and make sure that what we're creating makes sense in the context of that one person we're working on. And all of this is fairly simple, and I guarantee that most of us are subconsciously doing all of this when we work. It's all about collecting the information, right? Collecting what things need to look like, what the message needs to be, what the requirements are, and then looking at how does that work on this person with their hair type, with their body shape, with all of these various things, and then coming up with a plan. And we've talked about what the plan looks like, how to plan properly, how to think about a plan. So I won't go back into that at this point. But when we're able to understand the theory of why and when to make decisions, our work is that much better. It's that much more successful. 
And that will wrap up this week. I want to thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Keep an eye out on Mondays for new episodes. Next week, we will be doing our very first artist profile. So that's something I mentioned um, at the beginning of the season and really want to just talk about other artists, maybe not hairdressers, um, because I feel like when we step out of our hairdressing bubble, we gain sort of new inspiration and I think it's just healthy as creative people to look outside of our industry for not just inspiration, but motivation. And really it's just about opening yourself up to the world around you. You may not get anything out of them. Um, you may get one tiny little nugget out of them. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and as always, if you have any um, questions, any requests for future episodes, do not hesitate to email me, cody at pointlinehair.com. Thank you again for listening. I'm Cody, and this was Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing. <laughs>